0: It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an
1: abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eaten
0: Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! It is the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast, presented, of course, by DraftKings. And we are continuing Joe's epic Tears of Dolan which I absolutely love. Most of you know, I would think almost all of you know, but you know what? We always get new listeners and viewers for the tiers. So I'm Ross Tucker. I've got a podcast network. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, which is daily, starting week one of the NFL season, three times a week. Otherwise, the Even Money Betting Podcast is extremely popular. I've got the College Draft Podcast, which is sort of, like three podcasts in one. It's college football, college football betting, NFL draft. Andrew Brandt rocks it on the Business of Sports podcast. And this show is all about Joe. Dolan, that is. It is the Fantasy Feast podcast. Joe Dolan is the master of all he oversees at FantasyPoints.com, where you, and really everybody, should go and use the code 22 feast to get a veritable smorgasbord of information. Which is interesting, Joe, because I think I only used the word veritable right before I mentioned smorgasbord. And is that an Eastern PA word or is that like a national or international word? Do you know?
1: Oh, Oh, now, now you're really throwing it out there to me. I think smorgasbord's kind of a kind of a national word, right? I mean, Ross, do you know what quates are? That's a
0: game, right?
1: Right. It's like horseshoes, but with like rubber rings and slate boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard I, of that. I grew up playing them. At, it, it's like almost exclusively a Lehigh Valley Pennsylvania thing because of the slate belt and all that. There's so many things from like Pennsylvania that I didn't know like people don't talk about around the country and it's kind of weird no i think smorgasbord is oh yeah i've been
0: talking world. about levin and baloney and uh pierogies yeah and i've been learning a lot smorgasbord just sounds like a pennsylvania thing at any rate follow joe on twitter please at fg underscore dolan think about the balls you have to have to call yourself the fantasy gangsta and to put that in your twitter handle That's not why it's there. I just like to bust Joe's chops. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on every platform. We are at Ross Tucker pod and we are continuing the often imitated, never duplicated award-winning. I'm sure somebody gave us an award at some point. I don't know. Award-winning series where we put all of the relevant fantasy football players into tiers Which is really important. Joe detailed last week in the quarterback tiers of Dolan exactly why it's so important to know what tier these guys are in. So, without further ado, let's get to the running back version. Always a lot of interest here. It's tiers of Dolan, Brian Neal. I win win my league. If If I'm following following Joe Joe Dolan, Dolan. am Am I drafting Z? No, definitely not. If I'm following Joe Dolan, I'm at the turn. Burn, but i know i won't go wrong with tears of joe dolan absolutely love it brian My- neal our producer can't stand it i, I think need to
1: reach out to our boy scott sheriff by the way i think he's coming to greenville South Carolina with Carrie, so I'll have to, oh, you got to
0: go. You got to meet. You got to
1: reach out to him. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, are Sheriff you listening, is,
0: Sheriff? Yeah, uh, he is the man. How about speaking of the man, Joe? You have exactly one man, one human being, human being ranked as elite at the running back position. That's that's pretty telling.
1: Yeah, it's Jonathan Taylor, and and look, I I, I know there are certainly people in high stakes and in in our circles who will rank Christian McCaffrey here as well. And we will get to him, but Jonathan Taylor is he's had no injury problems. He's coming off of of just dominant season. I, I, I just don't know what else to say. I mean, he's going to be the overwhelming number one pick in, in, in fantasy leagues this year. And there's really nothing else to say other than it's completely justified. I think that offense will be better with Matt Ryan at the helm as well.
0: That's what I was going to ask you. Any difference now that it's Matt Ryan instead of Wentz?
1: I just think they're just probably going to be a little bit of a better offense. Uh, a little less volatility with, with some of the hero ball that Wentz plays, which also leads me to Naeem Hines, who we'll talk about later. But, yeah, the elite tier is Jonathan Taylor, and it is Jonathan Taylor alone.
0: No concerns about them throwing the ball more with a guy they probably trust more with Matt
1: Ryan? This is look look I think they're going to trust Matt Ryan more than they trusted Carson Wentz but ultimately Ross um this is still going Matt Ryan's 37 years old okay I just turned 36 and I can't do anything anymore Matt Ryan's 37 years old uh he's going to he the, his days of winning the MVP are over let's throw it that uh, let's put it that way
0: You have a second tier which also only has one player and it's Christian McCaffrey, the the name of the tier which I like is Elite Butt, B-U-T, not (laughs) B-U-T-T.
1: Ross, I am into Elite Butts, let me tell you something, but that's for another podcast. Uh, I certainly have tiers there as well. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, by the way, when he's healthy, remains the most valuable player in fantasy football. He's had terrible luck with injuries, though. If we drop the two games – and now here's the if. If we drop the two games where he left early with an injury in 2021, he finished as the RB1, RB3, RB15, RB4, and RB3. He has been the RB15 – and remember, fantasy football is a weekly game. He has been the RB15 or better in 23 of his last 24 games. But, of course, that dates back three seasons. So, I think if Christian McCaffrey is healthy – if you can guarantee me Christian McCaffrey plays 15 games this year – I would have no problem taking him number one overall over Jonathan Taylor. He's a league-winning player. You just have to understand the caveats that come with it. You're not Christian McCaffrey is not going to make it out of the top five of your fantasy draft because there's going to be somebody who's going to be willing to pull the trigger on that kind of upside.
0: What about guys that you consider first round? I think it's really telling and interesting to me who you have as the first guy in this category a guy going to his second year in Pittsburgh. He's essentially your third ranked running back, Joe?
1: Najee Harris. Harris. Yeah. And he wasn't, he didn't show like, elite athleticism. I mean, I don't think we expected him to be an elite athlete, but I I thought he'd have a little more burst than he did. But I also have to wonder how much of that was just the sheer volume that Najee Harris was accumulating last year. And now here's somebody who's going to touch the ball 350 times if he's healthy. And you can make an easy argument that Najee Harris uh, has a quarterback upgrade with either Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett over the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger. So I think the Steelers offense could be better. I think Either Pickett or Trubisky is going to help open up the run game. I have no problem being aggressive on Najee Harris. And the fun part with him is I've seen him drop to the back end of the first round at points, a pick I really like. I also have Austin Eckler in here. Um, He's a different kind of cat because you know he's not going to carry the ball 250 times. And he's probably not going to score like 20 touchdowns again. But he's in an elite offense behind an offensive line that continues to get better. I'm in on Austin Eckler. I've talked about Dalvin Cook multiple times on this podcast. I love the new offense for him. I don't care if they're going to throw the ball more because I think he can make an impact within the context of that kind of offense. So I love Dalvin Cook. Joe Mixon is a back end of the first round kind of guy behind an improved offensive line. And then there's the guy I had to throw in here. It seems like everybody in the world is fading Derrick Henry this year. But ultimately, if Derek, if I'm picking 12th overall and Derrick Henry's still on the board, I'm going to have a hard time not drafting Derrick Henry, knowing what kind of upside he has if he doesn't get hurt. But you know, he's now coming off an injury. Um, although he did make it back, he got hurt for the first time in his career, um, and he still doesn't contribute in the passing game. So that's where Derrick Henry lies for me. In the first-round tier, I think all of these guys are first-round picks.
0: Right, that's what I was going to ask you, just what what exactly the the tier means. All right, then you have an interesting tier. So you have first round, before we get to second round upside vets, you've got a next step tier, and it's two guys, Javante Williams from the Broncos, DeAndre Swift from the Lions. Why is the next step tier, Joe, between first round and second round?
1: Because if you want to win, and and by the way, I have to throw this out there. I know I mentioned it on the quarterback podcast, but these tiers are not straight rankings. They're similar to my rankings. They're similar to our rankings at fantasy points, but they are not straight. Because I was trying to group similar players who have similar levels of upside and or downside. So they're very similar to the rankings, but they are not straight up. For instance, I might take... Aaron Jones over Javante Williams but I wanted to highlight that Javante Williams and DeAndre Swift are in this tier the next step tier where always one way to win in fantasy football is trying to identify the guys who are going to be first round picks next year and I think Javante Williams and DeAndre Swift have really good arguments for that you know DeAndre Swift behind an offensive line that should be better Ross you really like the Detroit offensive line, Javante Williams, in an offense that should be better, should score more points with Russell Wilson at quarterback. And but there is the caveat here that Melvin Gordon's back in Detroit, or in Denver rather, and Jamal Williams is still there in Detroit. I don't expect DeAndre Swift to be a twenty twenty five carry a game guy. So those are the tiers. But can we get a? If we're going to get a Jonathan Taylor level breakout, it's probably going to be from one of these two guys.
0: I like that. Um, Before we get to the next tier, we got to talk about something else I like, and that is being comfortable. And you want to be comfortable if you're giving speeches like I am this Saturday morning at the NovaCare Sports Summit. Or if you're going to a wedding like I know you have been, Joe. Find suits in fresh summer shades and new neutrals. Maybe even more importantly... Beat the heat in lightweight linen, breathable cotton. I love that they've got seersucker and more fabrics to choose from. Absolutely perfect, especially those of you in Wedding Alley, your late 20s, your early to mid 30s. You are in Wedding Alley. You know what I'm talking about. Find an outfit for every destination at Express online or in store. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for
1: drinks.
0: Let's get to your next tier, which is second round upside vets: Aaron Jones, mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb. Uh, what does this mean? Why are these guys second round but upside vets?
1: So these guys, these guys have. First round potential production, but have warts that other guys who are going before them do not have. Aaron Jones has to share the backfield with AJ Dillon, Saquon Barkley. It's obvious he's coming off injury, but I really like the new offense. I I think he just made a play in training camp that had the people hooting and hollering. Ross, so uh, I'll be watching Saquon closely this off season in the new offense. Leonard Fournette, obviously he had the weight issue. He's apparently back down to two forty five. We know he's a bigger guy anyway. Uh, But they have Rashad White and there was the weight issue this offseason. Alvin Kamara is unique of this group because he's been slipping into the third round because of potential uh, NFL discipline. But with each passing day that, you know, the NFL wants to wait for the legal process to play out based on his arrest in uh, Las Vegas for the Pro Bowl. Um, He might avoid suspension uh, overall this season, in which case he is a screaming value where he's getting drafted right now. And we know Nick Chubb. Throughout his career with the Browns averages virtually, since they've had Kareem Hunt there, virtually three art, three fantasy points per game more when Kareem Hunt doesn't play vis-a-vis when Kareem Hunt does play. And also, there's the possibility that they're just a bad offense if and when Deshaun Watson's suspended with Jacoby Brissett at the helm. Nick Chubb and his lack of upside in the passing game, as, a set, as, as talented as I think he is, and I think pound for pound might be the best pure runner in football, uh, part of the problem here is he's essentially a lowercase Derrick Henry for fantasy.
0: Okay, here's the one I don't really understand. What am I missing with Aaron Jones? How is he not a first-round pick? Because Especially of, with them losing Devontae Adams, is it just A.J. Dillon and the and the concern of A.J. Dillon
1: getting more touches and getting touchdowns? For sure, because Aaron Jones is an elite touchdown scorer. But, you know, it, Ross, the archetype of like the goal line back is A.J. Dillon, a guy who weighs like 260 and is running over mascots and knocking their – did you see that, by the way?
0: It, yeah, I, I can't believe they did that.
1: I, I can't I believe, believe the Packers let it happen. I can't believe the mascot let it happen. Um, well, it, that's you know,
0: a that's a that's a lawsuit just waiting to happen.
1: Yeah, no, I think there's probably waivers signed there, uh, but um, I think AJ Dillon's presence is part of it. But Aaron Jones, I totally agree, Ross and our guy Graham Barfield at Fantasy Points has been pounding the table all off season saying. I think Aaron Jones, he said, is the beneficiary of no more Devontae Adams. I think Aaron Jones, I think you can make an easy argument. He should be a first-round pick. But that's not where he's typically getting drafted.
0: Interesting. All right. Uh, Speaking of interesting, you've got the next tier, which is early round youngsters. Brees Hall, Travis Etienne, and Cam Akers. What does that
1: mean? And they're all... They're all question marks for one reason or another. Brees Hall's a rookie. Michael Carter is still there. Travis Etienne is coming off a Liz Frank sprain. He's been getting hyped up quite a bit this offseason. But James Robinson seems like he's going to be ready with the Achilles. So there's another wrench. And I talked to a Jaguars beat writer for our franchise focus podcast series, the great John Shipley Ross, and he essentially mentioned that James Robinson, they trust him on third downs because of his pass protection, which throws a wrench into Travis Etienne because you anticipate Etienne with the receiving ability being the third down guy. Nonetheless, we know Trevor Lawrence loves Travis Etienne from their time together at Clemson. And then Cam Akers, amazing that he made it back so quick from the Achilles. The problem is he averaged basically two and a half yards a carry last year. We're in uncharted territory with Cam Akers. That's an injury to the Achilles that had typically been Uh, up until very recently, a career ender for running backs. Medical science has progressed to such a way that Cam Akers was able to make it back in under six months. It's progressed in such a way that James Robinson looks like he's going to be ready to perform early in the season, but we don't know to what extent the performance is going to be sapped. I love the offense Cam Akers is in, but I think a lot of people have had trouble pulling the trigger in the third round on a guy who did not look very good the last time we saw him for one reason or the other.
0: What is the next category, Joe? It's the disrespected category?
1: Yeah, and so these are guys who are falling and, and that people don't seem to want to draft for one reason or the other. For some reasons, it's obvious. Ezekiel Elliott, James Conner, coming, uh, coming off – well, James Connor's always injured. Now he's coming off a great season, but he's always injured. Ezekiel Elliott is coming off a poor and inefficient season – but he also arguably had the, the the knee problem. And Cowboys fans have been calling for way more Tony Pollard here. Antonio Gibson and Josh Jacobs are obvious, uh, are, are obvious guys in this category. I know Antonio Gibson's currently dealing with, a, I believe, a hamstring injury. Josh Jacobs, just a guy the Raiders have never seemed to commit to. They go out and they draft Zamir White. Um, they go out and draft Britton Brown. They bring in Amir Abdullah. They bring in Brandon Bolden. So he's going to get kind of forced that into kind of a committee. But there is one guy in my disrespected tier who I'm doing underdog best ball drafts. I'm doing DraftKings best ball drafts. I'm doing all kinds of best ball drafts. And a guy who consistently falls into the bottom of the fourth, early fifth round. And I got to be honest, Ross, it doesn't make sense to me. It's David Montgomery. He's young. He's produced. He's the best player on that offense. And I know their offensive line stinks. But, Ross, I actually reached out to you on Twitter it got a little bit better over the last couple of days with the with the veterans they brought in, including Riley Reef. So I think the Bears are going to run the football, and Justin Fields is going to open up lanes for, for David Montgomery. I think David Montgomery, if I draft, let's just say I start my draft, Najee Harris, take a couple of wide receivers, maybe I mix in a tight end like a Mark Andrews in there. And I can get David Montgomery as my second back in the fifth round. Sign me up for that every day of the week. And that's been a, a plan of attack that I have been approaching this offseason.
0: Interesting. Why? What do you think the reason is why he's going so lower? He, just, he doesn't feel like he has the same level of like brand name recognition.
1: Yeah, and I think people think the Bears stink. And I think that's valid. But they stunk last year and he produced big numbers. So um, I, I actually think the offense could be an upgrade for him. The, the offensive just a little bit better. They have more depth now. That was part of the reason you were concerned when we did the, the offensive lines here, was the lack of depth. Well now I feel
0: much I, I feel much better about them, Joe. Now listen, that doesn't mean they're not one of the worst O lines oh, in the yeah. league, but I thought they had a chance to be they had a chance to be potentially one of the worst mm-hmm. offensive lines we've ever seen. Schofield, Riley Reef, Lucas Patrick, and Whitehair are all professional offensive linemen. Like you can function with them, which yeah. means they just have one tackle spot with three different guys going for it, three different young guys, Tevin Jenkins, Borham, Raylan Jenkins, Jones, yeah. battling for one of those guys will be good enough and they can help them that I now feel like they can have a functioning offense.
1: Yeah, and, like, uh, we understood Ryan Poles there, the new general manager. It was a cleanup job, okay? He was not fixing this in one offseason. But I feel just a little bit better about the situation around Justin Fields. Therefore, I feel better about David Montgomery. And, look, all those things come together. You know, if you look at David Montgomery's production, he should probably be, like, a second, third-round pick. He's going a round or two after that. So, I'll I'll take the dip on David Montgomery.
0: Young committee backs – we got Mitchell, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, J.K. Dobbins, question mark, A.J. Dillon, Damian Harris, Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary. Kind of interesting to see Miles Sanders sort of this low because it feels like he has the potential to, to be much
1: more than this. Um, I think Miles Sanders he, – th- here's a group of guys, by the way, who you're – you're going to hear some of those names. The people listening are going to be like, Oh, I'm higher on that guy than that guy. And that's kind of what it is. But like all these guys are getting drafted together. And I think a lot of folks would call this the running back dead zone. It seems Kyle Shanahan is committed to a committee. Um, Clyde Edwards, alaire started on the pup list. I think he's off of it already. Um, but uh, you know, he obviously has disappointed in his first couple of years. Who knows about JK Dobbins, what's going to happen there with him and Gus Edwards, both of whom are coming off serious knee injuries. AJ Dillon, we just discussed. Miles Sanders, Philadelphia is going to have a great run game, okay? Their offensive line is elite, uh, as you told us. Jalen Hurts is the quarterback, so you know the run game is going to be phenomenal. But there's an eagle running back later on here who I am targeting and I would take on virtually every team uh, if, if, if need be. Um, and Miles Sanders, uh, well, b- by the way, I've dabbled in Miles Sanders at his cost, because if he just has some positive touchdown regression, he's going to outproduce his ADP. But I think the Eagles certainly look at him as a player who has more promise than he has showed as a complete package thus far. Um, but that's why he is ranked here.
0: Anybody else jump out to you here? Feels like Dobbins could be more than that as well. If he's yeah, healthy.
1: it's it's a matter of health for J.K. Dobbins. But you would think now, given the fact that you know he's not ready at the start of training camp and he had that ACL plus injury, they are going to work in multiple backs in Baltimore when he's back. But he was a guy who I was targeting in the fifth round early in the offseason, and I'm just not doing that anymore. I have enough invested in J.K. Dobbins already.
0: Young Upside Targets, Joe. Young Upside Targets. Tony Pollard, Damian Pierce, Ramondre Stevenson, and uh, what's the frequency, Kenneth Walker.
1: <laughs> oh, I love that song, Ross.
0: What's the frequency, Kenneth? You sh- You know that would have been Berman's nickname for him.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um- Berman's
0: nicknames were so awesome. Anyway, um, what about Kenneth Walker now that I think we probably knew this, but Chris Carson's officially retired.
1: Uh, yeah. Chris Carson retired. And I knew like, I was unfortunately acting this off season like Chris Carson was going to retire with the neck injury. Uh, these are guys who I have for one reason or the other ended up drafting these players more than virtually any running back because of cost and potential upside. We know Tony Pollard if Zeke goes down has huge upside Damian Pierce Maybe it's the shakiest one of these for me because the Texans aren't very good. And, you know, I I talked to a Texans analyst for my franchise focus series, and he's like, look, they still got Burkhead. They have Marlon Mack. They don't need to force feed Damian in there. And he was a fourth round pick, keep in mind. I also talked to a Patriots beat writer who has convinced me that Ramondre Stevenson is a guy I don't want to leave drafts without. You know, I saw him last year watching him, and he had way more juice than I thought. And, And look, Damian Harris is good. But, and, but he's in a contract here. And I think Ramondre Stevenson does more in the passing game. James White is still uh, unable to perform with that hip injury. And the Patriots, the laziest piece of analysis I get every year is, oh, the Patriots running backs You don't want to mess with them because it's, it's just a committee. Yeah, but they put league winners out there. Damian Harris was a league winner last year. He scored 15 touchdowns. I'll take the cheaper Ramondre Stevenson at cost and bet on his upside. And then, of course, there's Kenneth Walker, who I just think is too talented, and Rashad Penny has too many question marks for Kenneth Walker not to take over the Seattle backfield at some point.
0: Joe, let's talk about some vets with warts. Rashad Penny, Chase Edmonds, Patterson, Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon.
1: Yeah, I mean, these are guys, Rashad Penny has injury issues. Chase Edmonds is a committee back. Cordell Patterson really wore down last year. Kareem Hunt is somebody who is more talented than the role he gets, but of course he's paired up with the best receiving back, uh, the best running back in football, in my opinion. And then Melvin Gordon, of course, boring vet, who had a great year last year, but you presume Javante Williams is ascending. So you can make the argument for all of these guys that they're going to end up not even first on their team in carries for whatever reason. Um, and that, that's why they're kind of, they're kind of like back end of dead zone running backs to me.
0: Um, then we got passing down guys, Rashad White. You mentioned Naeem Hines earlier, James Cook, Michael Carter, Kenneth Gainwell.
1: Uh, Kenneth Gainwell is a guy I'll, I'll leave every draft with, um, I think that the Eagles view him as somebody who, by the way, he scored six touchdowns last year, which I don't think anybody would have thought uh, in hindsight. But I think the Eagles are hyping him up this offseason. I think they expect more of him. Rashad White, the problem for Rashad White, and people were really drafting him aggressively because of the Leonard Fournette uh, weight issues, um, he's a rookie. And rookie running backs don't often make an impact with Tom Brady. So keep that in mind. Um, even guys like James White and, and Shane Vereen had to take redshirt seasons, essentially, to learn the offense. So keep that in mind with White, as supremely talented as he is. Naeem Hines is coming off career lows in targets and receptions last year. That was with Carson Wentz at quarterback. Matt Ryan will check the ball down. They don't have much at receiver. So I like Naeem Hines. Even, heck, I think he can have a role independent of Taylor and be very successful. James Cook has been a star of Bill's camp thus far, but working almost exclusively with the second team. And Michael Carter, I think Brees Hall is going to be the early down guy, but he could be the 35 of a 65, 35. And and that could be a valuable role as well.
0: Handcuffs. Daryl Williams, Daryl Henderson. Isaiah Spiller, Alexander Madison, Ronald Jones, Khalil Herbert, Tyler Algier.
1: Yeah, Tyler Algier, he's one who I think um, there was a report out there that he could end up leading the team in carries. I don't think that's a shock. Uh, Greg Cosell compared him to Jordan Howard, and you'll remember Jordan Howard as a fifth-round pick had a very good rookie season for the Chicago Bears. He's just kind of a grinder. Um, These these are guys who um, I'm not really in the business of handcuffing my running back, but if I'm in a deep draft, taking somebody else's handcuff is uh, – can be a a very positive move if there's an injury if there's something you don't feel uh, uh good about in a particular situation i rojo truthers ross have had their second wind he ends up in a good kansas city offense behind a guy everybody hates in edwards Alaire, who ends up on the pup list don't be shocked to see ronald jones's adp rise here as we approach uh the start of the 2022 season
0: Awesome job with the tears, Joe. Uh, I love the categories because it does help people to frame it and what you're thinking. Make sure you follow this man on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker pod, which is where you can not only know immediately when any of these shows are posted, but also get the highlight clips of this show and others. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL has the highlight clips and the full episodes as well. Can't tell you how much we appreciate those of you that show a little love with some spreading the word via social media or just rating and reviewing the show. That's awesome. Other than that, I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and The College Draft, all available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.
1: Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time